Hi, I'm Dee Hicks, and welcome to the School of Leadership, leveraged lessons from high-impact leaders. For the past 30 years, I've researched the disciplines, habits, mental models, and assumptions of the most effective leaders. This podcast takes what I've learned from over 2,000 of these influencers and distills it into practical tools and tips you can use immediately. So let's get started. It's a Friday. Ah, it was a great week. Very full of wonderful people and great opportunities and uh, interesting challenges to solve. So it's a Friday and here I am getting ready to record a podcast with you. I hope it finds you well. I don't know what time zone you're in or what day of the week it is for you or how your week has been so far or the last week, but I hope it's good. Had an interesting experience. I hopped on, uh, somehow found at the end of the internet on one of my days, this uh, this bourbon quiz, and it asked uh, 15 or 20 questions about the, the type of bourbon that I like, and then came out with recommendations. And uh, typically when folks take it, they give three or four recommendations about the bourbon you might like that you may never have tried before. <clears throat> the bourbon that I was told that I would like the most, I, it only gave me one. It said, this is the one, this is you is a bourbon called Colonel E.H. Taylor, the small batch bourbon. This one's bottled in Bond. It's 100 proof, and let's pour a little bit of this. I've had this before, of course. There we go. Thought I would pour just a touch of this bourbon, and not much, you know, just a like I do on a Friday night. Just maybe a shot, maybe an ounce, something like that. Just enough to taste it and smell it. Mm, it's wonderful. And as often as my custom, I'm using a Norlin glass and no ice in bourbon. Uh, sometimes, you know, in a rocks glass, I'll put one cube of ice in there. I like that in my scotch as well. But tonight I'm just going to do just a straight one little bit of a shot of Colonel E.H. Taylor small batch bourbon and share that with you. I'm going to have another one of those Drew Estates cigars. I bought several of these and uh, here we go. I'll step over here, grab my lighter, and light this up. This one, <clears throat> I think this has starred on one or two of my other podcasts. It's the Herrera Esteli Cigar by Drew Estate. Very nice cigar. Let's light this up here. Get it going just right. You know how that is. If you're a cigar aficionado, you know that lighting the cigar is half of it. Getting it lit just right, just right. So it's nice and red and toasted perfectly on the end. And let that go out almost. Let it kind of warm it up. You don't want to smoke it too quickly, especially in the beginning, because it kind of tastes a little bitey and bitter if you do so. Mmm. Mmm. There we go. Great cigar. Recommend that cigar. Nope. Uh, they're not sponsoring me. <laughs> Maybe they should be. I like them a lot. Anyway, there we go. I'd like to share a thought with you tonight. And tonight's podcast, I'll call Pure Evil or not. Pure evil, or not. So Judy was visibly upset when she said, I have a hard question to ask you. Her question was preceded by <sighs> a deep sigh and a moment of fidgeting. Why haven't you shared last quarter's financials with us yet? Clearly she had been stewing over this problem for quite some time. But before I could respond, she held her hand up and said, it's either because the company is collapsing under the burden of the times and we're all out of jobs and you're just too afraid to tell us or because we did really well and you don't want to share the wealth. She crossed her arms and pursed her lips and squinted her eyes behind her dark rimmed glasses and leaned back in her chair. 
Neither of those, of course, were true. But the assumed motive behind the absence of information fueled her vivid imagination, and in her eyes, it was just plain wrong, maybe even motivated by evil. I get it. I get it. It's really easy to ascribe evil motives to people when their actions or their inactions seem to hamper your effectiveness or hinder your progress or knock the wind out of your sails. It's even more likely when someone has changed the rules and plays dirty and tips the scale in their favor by apparently unscrupulous means. It's, it's kind of natural to ascribe their actions to pure evil motives. Pure evil, to quote Dr. Evil of Austin Powers fame. But maybe Robert Hanlon was right when he submitted his version of Occam's Razor to a joke book back in the day. You remember Occam's Razor, don't you? It is the simplest explanation is most likely the right one. And that idea came from a complex problem-solving principle from Occam. He said, entities should not be multiplied without necessity. Hanlon may have been making a joke out of Occam's razor, but his insight is really helpful. Hanlon's razor is, never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. <laughs> yep, that's Hanlon's razor. While it was likely written tongue-in-cheek, it's incredibly helpful. Ah, <sighs> I know you were hurt. I know it frightened you and it stressed you out. I know it costs you time and probably money. I know you want to paint horns on their portrait and post it on social media, but maybe they aren't pure, dark, malicious, evil. Maybe they're just stupid. <laughs> I know it looks like a conspiracy, like they somehow cooperated to bring about your suffering, but it's much more likely that they were just stupid. Maybe they were suffering from something similar to stupidity, though. A less acute, less terminal condition than stupidity, but with similar impact. Maybe they're suffering from laziness, or selfishness, or inexperience, or fear, all of which can look just like stupidity, or evil. Maybe his foresight was blurred by weariness, and he could not forecast the impact of his actions. Maybe he just seems stupid. Maybe he's situationally stupid. He's smart in a whole bunch of other areas, but really stupid in this one. Thankfully, stupidity isn't terminal. It can be cured with a little bit of humble curiosity and a little bit of experience and grace from those around us. It's not like ignorance. That malady is deliberate and focused and protracted. It's a condition that actively ignores reality. Thankfully, stupidity can be overcome. So, next time you're frustrated and you default to ascribing malice as the offender's motive, step back and ask yourself, was he just stupid or one of the other lesser conditions? It'll help a lot. Something to think about. Hey, have a great couple of days. Thanks for joining me in today's School of Leadership. This podcast is part of the Archimedes Experiment, leveraged wisdom from the world's most effective leaders. If you're interested in more, go to my website, dhicks.com. Remember, my first name has only one E. 
where you'll find more short and helpful podcast books and blog posts. If this was helpful, maybe even share it with some of your friends. Have a great day.